0: Your locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every
1: day.
2: Let's go. All right, it's uh, Robbie. You're coming in, Alan. I know you're getting in here, uh, Blaine. If you want to come on, join. Come on, I don't know if Blaine wants to right now, but Blaine is more than welcome to. Uh, if he wants to wait, he can wait. I'm not going to force him to join, but I know these three will join. So, All right. Blaine's joining. All right.
0: Yay! Yay! Who,
2: who is in a wind tunnel right now? Is that not me. Is.
3: Holy shit! <laughs>
2: Hang on, let me see if I can figure out who it is. My
4: people.
2: Hang on. Uh, I think it's uh, Blaine because Blaine just muted himself and then. Uh...
4: Sorry about that. You're
2: good. <laughs> Where are you right now?
3: Driving.
2: Ah. Oh. <laughs> That'll do it. Where are you driving
3: to? Uh, driving home. I live in uh, Birmingham, Alabama.
0: No oh. way. What? <laughs> no way, bro. I'm in Calera.
3: That's wild. Yeah. I'm driving from Walker County back to my house in Crestline.
0: Bro, I grew up in Walker County. I'm a Cordova boy. Small world.
2: This is nuts. I think we have the the two Colorado Avalanche fans in Alabama in here right now. How about that? That is yeah. awesome! Wow! So this is what we do. We bring people together on this show, especially <laughs> Avalanche fans in Alabama. That's amazing. Uh, who we got, Sean? Sean, if you want to join in on this conversation, feel free. So, all right, we'll get this thing going. Um, Blaine, if you want, whenever you want to speak up, feel free to unmute yourself. It's fine if it's a, a little background noise for a little bit. I just didn't want you to have, you know, be on the line. Consistently with the, uh, the that Alabama wind in uh, coming through the microphone, so
0: it's probably a tornado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Didn't sound like a freight train, Kyle. <laughs> um,
2: all right, so how we're gonna do this now is this will be uh, Saturday's show because the past couple of weeks the audio when I finish these these rooms the audio is supposed to be emailed to me. And the first week, it worked, and then the next two weeks, it did not. And there's no rhyme or reason for why it does or does not send you the audio. They haven't figured that part out yet. So I'm uh, recording in some other fashion that I think will work. Uh, and if it does, these things will go up on Saturday as kind of like a, uh, a bonus episode. So... Um, And the way we did it last week, I thought was awesome. Just everybody included on the call, you know, I'll kind of like direct it and, and, you know, get your guys point of view on things and whatever you want to bring up, we can bring up. So I figured we would start because this was trade deadline week and the avalanche were pretty active. Uh, We'll go through them. So I think we'll do kind of like a a check-in and um, go one player at a time. We'll save the elephant in the room for last. And um, I guess before we get to that, why don't we just go around and uh, how, how are you guys feeling about the avalanche and their play for this past week? Because they've, even though they won, they were tough games. Um, so we'll go around and I guess we can start with uh, Kyle. So go go ahead, Kyle, and let me know what you think.
0: Honestly, how can you complain with how we've been playing, especially we're the only single loss team in the NHL. Um, We're continuing to win in different ways with different players, even with this new backup goalie. um, It's, This could be the team that our children's children point back to.
2: (laughs) Okay. I like that. Alan, what's your take on uh, the past week?
1: Um, Just by what Kyle said, this kind of reminds me of the Detroit Red Wings from like the early 2000s Mm. when they just took over the season and you knew they were going to get the cup.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're confident with every game that they take the ice that, uh, you know, you're you're as confident as can be that this is going to be two points. So I agree with you there. Robbie, what do you got?
4: Oh, man. So, like Kyle said, you can't complain about, you know, where we're at right now. The only thing, man, like, yeah, we got speed all day. I'm only thinking playoff hockey, man. Do we have the size and do we have the bodies, you know, to – to be able to keep up
2: with playoff hockey like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you think it's because it's interesting, like right now they brought in guys like Lena O'Brien. Um, who was the one guy that they brought up from the AHL, their the defensive player? Um, Sherwood. Not Sherwood. Uh, I can't remember who it is. Big, big think- guy. He got he mixed it up with Getzloff. Um yeah. But guys like that aren't going to be around in the playoffs. I don't think, as long as the Avalanche are healthy. So, um, but that—that's a good point. That's a good point. Can they keep up with that? And because they'll—they'll throw it if they have to. Middleton, Middleton, thank you, Keaton Middleton. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a good point. Can they do that? Uh, Blaine, you want to throw anything in here?
3: See each week, uh, who's going to shine? Yeah. I mean, I've just been really excited to see um, see all these games lately. As far as uh, who's going to step up and, and and the corrections that need to be made, are they are they making them? Are they, you know, are they aware of you know what needs to happen to to contend in some playoff hockey? Uh, but it's been exciting, man. Uh, just like I said, just seeing people step up. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what's up with Dubnik too, uh, or Dubnik or whatever. Um, I like. I like. Yeah, I'm going Dubnik. I'm in Alabama, right? So uh, there is no do <laughs> But uh, it's been it's been great, man. Um, yeah, just curious about the goalie. Um, you know, JoJo and, her, and Dubnik. How this is gonna play out? Um, yeah. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, I think um, this week's games, this past week's games, even though the Avalanche won them, um, you know they they were different for Colorado. Maybe not so much the game against the Ducks, but the game against Arizona. Um, Arizona is in a fight for the for their playoff live so you knew that you were you're going to get that for the rest of the season because these are you know we're coming up to the the end and teams are those teams in that scenario like the coyotes are in um are going to give you all that they have and arizona played a really good game and um you know but for the avalanche to come away with a win not playing their style of game I thought was, was great because, you know, that that proved that they can win in different ways and especially the game against the blues. They, you know, started out. Okay. Turned it on in the second where they've been doing that so many times. And then St. Louis really turned it on. And I said on the show the other day um, yesterday's show that if that game had gone another two minutes, we probably would have been heading into overtime. It was amazing to me that St. Louis did not score because they were getting really, really good looks. Is that, and it wasn't really the avalanche. Their defense was really kind of failing. It wasn't, you know, they were, Dubnik really needed to give you some saves and he did it in his first game, so. I like that they won, and I like the fashion that they won because it was a different fashion than what they're used to. And they're going to need to do that in the playoffs. You can't – you're going to be in games that you're not in control of but maybe leading, and hopefully you can come away with uh, wins in those aspects. So,
0: And not only are we winning, like, when was the last time the Avalanche have won games with three different goalies? Um, Like. We and this goes back to Robbie's point. Like last year, uh, depth in the goalie position is what ended up costing us in the playoffs. Right, we're deep all the way around. Oh yeah. Like when somebody gets called up or somebody fills in, like um, Donskoy having adverse reactions to the vaccine. When somebody gets called up, it's a name that people are excited about, and it's not a liability like we've endured in years in the past. And we still have. Uh, Sampo, uh, Sampo and uh, Alex Newhook still working in Colorado for the Eagles. And they can make a Cale McCarr type appearance in the playoffs.
2: They could. They could. And Alex Newhook is already making uh, his name known down there. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the Avs learned from last year in the playoffs. And, you know, if they, if the worst case scenario is they're down to their third goalie again, uh, the way that they're playing, that Johansson's playing right now, I think they're okay. They're, they're more comfortable with that than they were with Hutchinson last year.
0: Yeah.
2: So, um, and how about the bottom six against St. Louis? Played phenomenal. Played great. And, and that's, like you're saying, like the depth of this team is insane. It's insane. So, they, they – you have to play, if you're an opponent – Every single shift of every single period, uh, the best of your ability because the avalanche do not stop. There, that's just on our end, it's awesome. It's awesome to watch. If I was a fan of another team having to go up against Colorado, it would be a you know, my anxiety would would kick into high gear. It's crazy. Um, but like I said, trade deadline came and went. Avalanche were active, so let's go through the three guys that they picked up. Two of them are returning players. We'll start with them. Uh, Patrick Nemeth has not played yet. Seems like he was injured, and I'm sure Joe Sackick knew that, but I don't think it's anything long-term. So let's go around the room again. Patrick Nemeth, good pickup. Kyle?
0: He knows the system. He just has a hand injury. It's another plug and play piece that knows Fednar's system and how we do things in Colorado. So, uh, Nemeth was a great pickup.
2: And you said something on the locker room last week when we were talking about draft picks, and you kind of threw out there like, <laughs> "Does it really matter?" Like if we lose all these draft picks? And I think Joe Sackick clearly listens to our locker room chats and clearly <laughs> uh, went with that. I think he he think he agrees with you. I don't think he really. This is a year they can throw in the towel on draft picks. They still have the number, their number one pick. I think they're gonna. Well, they will hang on to that now. Um,
0: you know, Robbie is an anagram for Joe Sakic, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: so true,
0: um,
2: but yeah, I think I think he's of that mindset of like, we have done our damage in the past few years in the drafts, having extra draft picks, um, and we have. So many prospects. We we don't need to add a ton. We don't need to add a draft's worth of prospects to what we already have. So uh, I think he's he listened to you. Well, what do you what do you think, Alan? You happy happy with uh, Nemeth coming back? And I know you're not like the aval like a big Avalanche guy. You are now because your boy plays for them. Um, but yeah. Nemeth is a defender, and Ryan Graves no.
1: is your boy. He compliments he compliments the PK, and he kind of. Really, kind of, I would say now looking at it this way, he kind of boosts gravy and gravy kind of boosts him. So, kind of be like a, I don't know, yeah, top two PK D man thing. What, I guess. Uh,
2: <laughs> what do you think? What, what's the line or the, the pairings going to be with him? Have you, has anybody seen any like possibilities of uh, what the lines are going to be? I don't know if you have Kyle, but
1: um.
0: And we're still are waiting on Bo Byron to come back, too.
2: That, too.
1: Yeah, that's right. So. Well, maybe it'll be Byram and Nemeth then, and hopefully they'll keep, like you said earlier on the podcast, hopefully they'll keep McCarr and Graves together because they do play well.
2: They do. They do, do
1: complement each other.
2: They're perfect together. They're
1: and, perfect. I mean, we see with Gerard and Teos. I mean, those two guys are, man, so <laughs> then, they're unstoppable.
2: So then when Byram comes back, is that the end of Jacob McDonald right now?
0: I would assume so. Yeah.
2: Mm. I get it. I'd give Demuth like it. just a know. game
0: or two, and then if he doesn't click, then put McDonald back in there. Yeah,
1: Maybe the But Bednar also said how deep they are in bringing the players in that they did. Everybody's going to be fighting for their spot. That's true. So it's all fluid, and Bednar's not afraid to throw things in and... And uh, changed up a little bit if he has to, so that's
2: very true. Uh, what do you think, Robbie? Good with uh, Nemeth coming back,
4: yeah, yeah, pretty much second with Alan. How's that man? minutes to PK, yep. Uh, no system can't go wrong with it. What do we give him a fifth rounder for?
1: Him?
2: Uh, <laughs> yes, I believe it was a fifth rounder, so
1: yeah. um, yeah, we give him nothing in that trade deadline, really. No, honestly, yeah, keep, keep that
4: first. And I mean, you know, it's a craft shoot sometimes you get your know, fifth and sixth and seventh round picks. You know, you get lucky with that, but right? I'm happy with every, every, pretty much every decision that already yep. put down.
2: Uh, Blaine, any comments on Patrick Nemeth?
0: <laughs> I couldn't say it better myself.
2: <laughs> Plug him in. I, I didn't hear what he said, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with he likes the the, the uh, selection. Yeah, and then uh, the other one that they brought back, Carl Soderbergh, fan favorite. Uh, you know, he was only here for I think a couple of years and did well while he was here. I said in the show, uh, you know, when they acquired him, I think the reason they got rid of him was he he was old for that Colorado Avalanche roster, and I think they wanted to get younger. Uh, but now it's amazing how things change. They come back around and they want somebody like him on the team right now. So I think fans are elated to have him back. Uh, another depth move. You gave up a couple prospects, which, with the prospect pool the Avalanche had, you know, are probably, you know, a, would have been AHL. Uh, level lifers in the avalanche system. So maybe these guys get a shot somewhere else in Chicago. Um, but I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move for depth. I think it's a good move for uh, experience, playoff experience, and a guy that, again, like Kyle said, knows the system. So I know you were excited about this one, Kyle.
0: Oh, absolutely. I It's not so much skill. I mean, he's one of those that could sit in that locker room and say, hey, guys, I know what we have been and where you guys are, he could be a locker room motivator. I mean, he's been around a long time and I'm pretty sure that, um, that he'll, he's got tired of every stop he goes to that. The broadcast just shows his stats from his time in Colorado. Cause anytime he's mentioned when he's been outside of an avalanche sweater, it's been this is Carl Soderberg. He used to play for the avalanche.
2: <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, did you think I, – I was a little surprised to see him on the second line in his first game because, you know, after he was acquired, you're learning, you're reading things, you're listening to other outlets, and um, a lot of them were saying, you know, he might be the one to kind of center that um, – the third line, pushing Jost down, you know, whatever the – but they've moved him up to the second. I think uh, with Donskoy needing to take a night off because of – Uh, vaccine complications maybe that threw a wrench into things I don't know Uh, but were you a little surprised to see him on the second line and do you think he stays there
0: I don't think he stays on the second line but I was surprised on he wasn't a liability but he also wasn't like blowing the doors off he held his own
2: yeah he
0: was making some pretty good passes out there he was engaged in the play Um, I saw him cycling the puck like it looked like honestly he never missed a beat, and that's a good sign, especially on the second line. So if he can sit on that third or fourth line with that kind of production, I think we're gonna be great.
2: Right, uh, Alan, you f- how familiar with uh, Soderberg are you?
1: See, I only came in about two years ago, um, nineteen twenty, I think. So I don't, I don't have a lot to say. I didn't really, I didn't know who he was before that. So
2: just say you love the pick, and he's gonna be awesome for the team.
1: Oh, oh I, I definitely love to pick. Like I said, they got they got a lot for nothing, it's as Sackic usually does. So yep. that's 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 my big thing with the whole trade deadline. Yeah. Judging by like the people's stats and stuff. So and like you guys already said, the familiarity of them with the team. Absolutely. That's going to help tremendously. So. Definitely.
2: Robbie, what's your take?
1: Um. Yeah. As well, long. I mean.
4: You know, I actually, you know, as you guys were talking, I pulled up his uh, stats every year. He's been a very consistent player, man. Seems like he'll be uh, he had 15 points with Chicago. So, man, as long as he keeps it – I mean, you know he, he's – with this offense, you know he's got to score a little bit more than that, you feel like. Yeah. yeah. I'm very happy with it. I, I don't know about second line, um, third, definitely. But then yeah. again, man, Ben's other play, man, I mean – they bring up
2: new Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a ton to, to, to so. <laughs> um, I agree. I think like. you know, bringing a guy like him in only benefits from what this team can can offer to so many guys. So um, you know, and continuing that kind of like their big acquisition. And I'll go the opposite way this time. We'll start with you. Thank you. With, with Robbie. Now, um, you know, Devin Dubnik, the Avalanche, no secret, needed some help with a backup goalie. Um, and that's the one they picked. And some Avalanche fans, which we'll get to one of them, um, <laughs> is not, not too happy about it. Other Avalanche fans are like, don't care. Uh, we needed backup help. He can help. And then, you know, the timing is perfect because Grubauer is now on the COVID protocol list. He won't be around for two weeks. So it's really Dubnik's net for the next couple of weeks. And I'm sure Johansson will get in there a couple of games. Um, what Robbie, so what was your thinking on the Dubnik pick? Were you okay with it? Did it surprise you? What was your thinking?
4: Yeah, so so I was say I was at a bar and I was I, was, I just looked up and uh, I was during the masters and I was like oh man me <laughs> so and, and you know it's not it's not that you know it's not a rivalry thing or anything like that I was just like really that that's 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 who we gave up for you know I, I, I thought we could have gone a little bit more yeah and then again yeah, he, he looked good in in that game but um you said he, he he looked a little tweaked. Did you hear anything about
2: that? Yeah, I didn't hear anything today. Um, but he did. Like, did you feel like he just was not the same at the end of the game, like he was in the beginning? Like he was moving around pretty good uh, for the first two periods, and it just felt like uh, you know most of the third he wasn't as like active. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying on that. Uh, I definitely saw that. Yeah. I don't know that that diving, miss blocker, save or something. But, right. Uh, man, uh, but man, I, but I was I was feeling um, Johansson, man. Yeah. When he he had that that shutout, then was bringing his game. The next one had that fluky goal. He could have had two straight shutouts. I would I would kept riding him, man. I was pretty comfortable with him.
2: He's uh, gotten better with every game so I think for these next two weeks um you'll see both of them I don't know if they'll split it down the middle they they I would think Dubnik would probably get a few more than Johansson um but he's you know Johansson's gonna get more opportunities and if he keeps playing like the way that he's been playing like I said the avalanche will go into the playoffs knowing that they have three options if needed uh, that they can rely on and be okay. And I think if last year didn't happen the way it happened, uh, we might not be talking about it the way that we are right now. Because I think the Avalanche learned a lot from. Yeah, you need a you need two headed monster for goalies, but it doesn't stop there. You still you still have to go beyond that and have third goalies and and you know and then your goalies in the AHL. Not that they can come up right now. We, that's been proven. That's tough for those guys right now. But um, they still have plans for them down the road. So Avalanche learned a lot from being ousted last playoffs. I I agree with you there.
4: Um, there, there probably wasn't much out there, honestly, worthwhile.
2: Um, so a, a couple of goalies got moved around. Who, I think the Calgary goalie got traded, but I don't know what for.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway. he went to the Maple Leafs. He went,
2: Yeah, I went to the Maple Leafs, but I don't even know what they gave up for him.
1: No, I don't remember either.
2: But it wasn't a big goalie market. So they might have yeah, they might have not had a lot of options. So um, what'd you think, Alan? Good, good move.
1: Um, I think it's like this you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer to go against to go against how Kyle doesn't really like the guy. (laughs) Um (laughs) uh Another thing, like, he's got experience, really. I mean, I, I've seen Bernier, and I can't remember. Did he play for the Avs a few years back? Yeah, he did. Jonathan Bernier? Yep. Okay, well, he played for the Leafs, too, and I wasn't really a fan then. And same with Reimer. I mean, those names come up in, in talks and stuff. It's like, oh, no, don't bring them guys here. <laughs> Keep them out. I think I think Dubik's skill is better than that. Um, the only thing is, I think I remember Dubik being the – maybe a bit of a whiner <laughs> and i realized that after the fact i'm like oh yeah this is what they were complaining about him last year for
2: yes um he is but he, he is he's it. not
1: gonna whine against us now he'll whine for us but maybe that will yeah <laughs> i don't know
2: well and you'll hear it in uh the friday episode like i, I put a uh, a clip that he did an interview they did with the nhl network and um he says what everybody, you know, coming over to the Avalanche is saying like I've been I've gone up against these guys so many times so it's just it's it's a sigh of relief to be on yeah. their side now. <laughs> and I can only yeah. imagine how truthful that is. Um but you're right. Um experience is big when it comes to playoffs and you know you bring a guy like Soderberg in for that reason and dubnik is the same reason. Um, I don't, Bernier, I don't know how much he was really on the market. I don't really know unless Detroit was just looking for way too much to get to, you know, for a trade for him. Um, But the way that the Avalanche were doing business, you'd have to think that Sakic was entertaining that because then all three of his trades would have been returning players, which would just been, you know, headlines in the night sky. But, um, Two out of three ain't bad. So, all right, Kyle. Um, I kind of just want to turn the mic over to you and then just shut mine off and listen to what you have to say, because you are. He's going to unload. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you are of the mind of how dare you, Colorado Avalanche.
0: All right. I've been with the Avalanche since the first cup run, that first season. I've used to write articles about the history of the Colorado Avalanche. You did. I remember everything. <laughs> Devin Dubnik is an um, enemy number one. Um, when that came across my phone, I literally chucked my phone in the floor and said, this is a sick joke. <laughs> the only way I've justified this in my mind is, you know what? If everything goes perfectly fine and we win the cup this year, we're going to etch his name on the cup, and that's three that the Wild don't have with their goalie on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is a thorn in our side. Yes, he is a chronic whiner. Um, he's like Jordan Bennington on steroids. Um, but now he's with us, and I'm going to have to learn to like him, not love him, but... Okay. The other night, I did see what you're talking about. He did look hurt, like he tweaked something. Yeah. I don't know if he was trying to milk a call out of the refs. Because I don't know what his reasoning was, because nothing's come out about it. Um, but he got a win. Um, he's one zero as an AV. Um, stick taps, but. I will, it's going to take me a good couple weeks to get used to seeing that name on our Jersey,
2: but I like what you said. You you can like him. You don't have to love him. And, and I, I like that because you know, some, a lot of people are like all or nothing all on one side of it or the other, and there's no middle ground. And I feel like you have found like the middle ground. Like I, he, he's he's playing in my team's colors. So I will uh, root for him but you you will not be owning a Devin Dubnik Colorado Avalanche jersey anytime in the future.
0: If you see one hanging on my wall behind me, yeah, call the cops, I've been kidnapped and I, there's a body double sitting in my house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's sports right now, man. Like there's there's no uh, you know, there's very little uh, loyalty when it comes to free agents signing with like an, an enemy team. It's all about the money. This wasn't a free agent signing. I'm I get that, but uh, there would be a time where even GMs bought into that theory of like, no, that's a that's a rival. I'm not gonna trade with my rival. Um, and I mean, you know, we did it, it earlier
0: it in the year with Ian Cole, and then when we did that, I was like, oh man, all bets are off this year. It's a very good point. Said, when we sent Ian Cole to Minnesota, I don't remember the last time we made a deal with Minnesota or Detroit. Yeah, and um, when I saw that earlier this year, I was like, "This is going to be a completely different year." Had no idea this was going to be on the table. This is um, next level. Right. Um,
2: well, look but... at even uh, you know, and the Avalanche also made two separate deals with Chicago. They brought sure. in Brandon Saad before the season started, and then they just went out and got Carl Soderberg from Chicago. So that's still a divisional team that's just not in your division this year.
0: True. Very true.
2: So good points. Very good points. Uh, yeah, I think um, if the Avalanche are lucky enough to hoist the cup, I think your hatred will subside for the time being. But it will be weird. It will be very, very weird. Devin Dubnik's name to be etched into that cup. <laughs> Went on an avalanche roster.
0: In his first game, I mean, it still held true. It was always three past Dubnik. If you look at your clock, it's always three past Dubnik. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Um, so let's kind of look forward to this weekend, and then we'll call it a day. So avalanche two games against the Los Angeles Kings – uh both in I think they're both in Colorado, right? Friday. In, yeah, both in Colorado. Um, what are we thinking? Four points split. No points. Robbie, go
4: ahead uh, man, uh that's a hard one. Uh, probably one to one I feel at this point. think so. I don't
2: know, man. It's tough to say because you don't really know. I mean, we're talking about goalies, and we don't really know who's going to be in goal. I mean, you know, one of two guys. But
4: um, <laughs> whole thing behind it. Now that we know we don't have Grubauer right. uh, for two weeks, yeah. who, who are we going to play in goal? Depends how they play. really depends how the game goes. I mean, well, you, you like you said, the last two games, we haven't really played our game, you know, the real avalanche game. It's true. So we give up more shots at this point that we've seen. So if we can get back to, you know, giving the team twenty-five shots or so, man, I, I feel pretty confident about getting two. But yeah, yeah I'm a one and one on this.
2: Yeah, and if you can get Don Squay back and um and byram has gotta be really close. I don't know if it's this weekend, but I think if the Avs win both games, I think they clinch a playoff spot. I I, I I have to go look at the, uh, the standards and how it could uh, flesh out. But I, I think if they win both and other things happen, um, I think they win. I think they lock up a playoff spot. So that would be nice. Uh, Alan, what are you thinking for the weekend? Avalanche, do okay. And what about your boy, Ryan Graves? How's he do?
1: Um. I don't know. I think, I I agree with Robbie, I think it might be a split. That uh, single-digit loss thing, as much as I'd like it to last a long time, I don't think it's going to. Um, JoJo, he's pretty good. I think he exceeded everybody's expectations, but look at the team he's got behind him versus what he had. So I think we can put more trust in him, especially now than what we really could have before. Um, Yeah.
2: That's so true. Like, like we're saying, like everybody that's coming over, uh, what they had in front of them in their former team was not what they have with the Avalanche. So, no, and more so with JoJo. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, everybody from the Buffalo Sabres, everybody was was nothing this year. Nothing. They couldn't. They couldn't skate across the ice and make a pass, let alone score a goal. (laughs) They were horrible.
2: That you you will see all those numbers going up for those individual players simply because they're on a superior team. So
1: yeah, I mean uh, Taylor Hall he came in there and did nothing. He fell flat on his face, and now he's I think he went to Boston, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. So we'll see him come back up again. But I um, Graves, I think I think Graves got his first goal. He hopefully he'll start scoring a little more.
0: Yeah, As I like to explain. He's he's
1: yeah, he's been shooting a lot more, and I mean, that's what he's going to do if he's going to score. He's going to keep on with his slap shot, but he's going to either pinball it in like the last time, or it's going to just go straight in, but yep. it's almost like the Mighty Ducks. They can be scared of his uh, his slap shot. <laughs> Which I'm upset
2: that <laughs> the, uh, he's not in here today. I thought he was going to be joining. Maybe the Ducks are playing. Uh but it's a good thing because I didn't watch the most recent episode of The Mighty Ducks, so I don't know what happened in episode three. So maybe it's next good. week it's we'll... good. It's good. Is it good? It does, is. Does Gordon? Does Gordon say, "Okay, I'll coach you guys finally"?
0: We'll just uh, say his heart grew three long. sizes that day. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's good. You knew it was going to happen. Um, all right, guy. What do you think is going to happen this weekend?
0: I honestly hope we split. And I, that's right, I said hope. Um, huh. we, need, we need a little bit of adversity. Um, I mean, we've seen how we came out of the COVID shutdown. Um, it takes a while for us to get everything going. And that's the last thing I want is us to clinch. And then we start thinking about resting this line and start, like, load management. Right. I want us to keep this full head of steam going into the playoffs. Um, like the shutdown affected us last year in the COVID bubble. Like we lost to Vegas in that play in round when it came to seeding. And it when everything was falling apart, we just couldn't get over the hump in Dallas. Like I want us to keep that full head of steam, that game 82 mentality. Uh. Um I, I really don't want us to clinch and then start easing back a little bit. So a little adversity, especially with Grubauer out, it would be good for JoJo and the other named goalie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would like to see us have a little adversity because we're in a good spot and let's see how we could do with it.
2: It's like the movie, uh, uh, what is it, the the uh, the Village? Is it <laughs> those we don't speak of. Is that what we're yeah, going?
0: He's Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I think yeah, it'll be interesting. We can see how they play, and then next week is big. It's a three-game series against St. Louis, and that very well could be your first-round matchup. So uh, that'll be a-, a fun three-game series to watch. And like you're saying, like you don't want to clinch too early because normally you do kind of go on cruise control, but I think the Avalanche, you know, shouldn't do that, knowing that thank God Vegas is like nipping at their heels and, you know, they still have something to play for, even though they're, they could clinch relatively early. Uh, you're, you you want to keep the pressure on because you want that number one seed. You want it. I mean, it's just stature thing at this point. So
0: I, I feel good about who we match up with in the playoffs. Any one of the top four, I feel good about our chances in a yeah. seven game series.
2: Agreed. All right, gentlemen, um, I appreciate you guys coming on. I don't know. Uh, Blaine, you're still in the room. I don't know if you're still driving, but uh, thank you for jumping on here, um, especially in the car. Don't get any accidents, please. I mean, I appreciate you wanting to come on, but focus on the road. Um, <laughs> and then maybe next week. I don't know if you, you work this time every week, but we'll get you on next week. So thank you gentlemen for joining and uh this will be going up on saturday and if you want to join these talks every thursday 9 30 eastern 7 30 mountain download the locker room app ios only right now hopefully android soon and uh do what we do it's just a conversation it's kind of fun so all right boys thank you for joining Bye-bye. all right see you guys yeah. see, see you guys on the interwebs